Welcome to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast, a podcast that is all about inspiring you and different thinking, challenging the status quo and creating positive change for you and for the world around you. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Harmer, and in this season, season number three, we're exploring spiritual concepts and how they might be applied within organizational environment. Today's topic is all about impermanence, transience, and we're exploring this question, what if holding on is holding you back. Listen in. Hi, I'm Dr. Richard Harmer, and you're about to discover new ways to go from overwhelm to thriving in your business and in your life by following your passions, pursuing your unique life purpose, and stepping fully into your infinite potential. You deserve to live your best life, a life filled with all of the clarity, courage, and commitment you need to be happy and to make a positive impact on the world. So get ready because this podcast challenges society's expectations for what it means to be successful in life and in business and invites you to grow beyond outdated assumptions for defining who you are. Welcome to the Positive Change Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Richard Harmer, and in this episode, We're exploring this spiritual concept of transience or impermanence and how it might be considered and explored within organizational context. And I'm exploring this question, what if holding on, trying to keep things the same or maintain continuity is actually holding us back from realizing the greater potentiality of ourselves and the world around us? Let's start here. The second law of thermodynamics is all about entropy. And the law states this, as one goes forward in time, the net entropy, that is the degree of disorder of any isolated or closed system will always increase. Put another way, all things trend towards disorder. Now, I'll make a distinction later within this podcast about closed systems and why they move towards disorder. But the practicality of this is that any system, any process, any approach, any plan that we seek to implement within an organization will inevitably become less effective over time. Anything we do, which seems like a good idea today and might actually be a good idea today, will become a less good idea into the future. And that's because the second law of thermodynamics says that everything moves towards disorder. But the reason it does that in part is because of friction. A system that it continues to rub against itself loses momentum. And that happens both within an organization and increasingly at scale. So typically when things within organizational life starts to degrade, we seek to improve them. We, the aim being is to try and return that thing that once worked well, optimally even, to try and return it to optimal. And we do that by putting a patch in or having a workaround or putting a stopgap in or seeking to refine something. The very nature of continuous improvement or Kaizen is all about continuous improvement, making sure that something becomes optimal and stays at optimal. But typically these improvements also add complexity. Like if something works today and it's not working tomorrow, we put a patch in and you think about software, the patch on top of the patch on top of the patch or the system on top of the system on top of the system or the process improvement on top of the process improvement on top of the process improvement or the adding people to a problem and adding more and more resources to the the same problem. 
just adds complexity. And complexity is one of the things that alters results in disorder. One end of a continuum is more and more control leaving to entropy of the system. More control means death of the, will ultimately result in death of the system. And other side of that same equation is zero control means some more chaos and ultimately shamos, the, the collapsing of all order. <laughs> so there's something really important about staying in the middle here around how we work with this notion of maintenance and transience or continuity and change. A dear friend of me has said to me on a number of occasions, there's only three truths in life, something, nothing, and change. I really like this because the idea, the very idea of trying to keep something as something, it becomes nothing. The very act of nothing becomes something and change is the only con in life. This sense of, of always moving towards shifting something. Now, of course, what I'm not advocating here is that all continuous improvement efforts in whatever domain of life we're talking about, whether it be work or relationships or personal growth or whatever it might be, will lead to chaos. Obviously not. It's just that all continuous improvement efforts are about optimizing and optimization comes with a consequence. That is, it ultimately creates a sense of control over something that has a certain pathway it's going to take that is towards disorder and ultimately trying to control something creates more disorder so the very thing we're trying to stop creates more of continuous improvement has a limit now in spirituality as with the fundamental principles of nature in fact there's this law of impermanence everything in the material and relative existence is impermanent everything has a beginning it has a middle and ultimately it has an ending whether it be the flowers or the trees in your garden, buildings, businesses, institutions, ideologies, belief systems, relationships, friendships, our own physical bodies change. Rivers, mountains, streams, planets, stars, galaxies. Everything is in constant change, constant movement towards disorder. The only thing that we fail to notice because some of these changes take occur over a millennia, we just don't notice. But everything in life is in perpetual flux and change. Nothing ever stays the same. A question to ask ourselves, why do we think and behave like things must stay the same? Whether it be in life, in relationships, in leadership, in business, why do we think and behave like we're trying to maintain something? Now, sure, an organization strategy is all about identifying new opportunities to, to disrupt competition, to create new value. So yes, organizations are about change, but so much of organizational life is about putting in place those things that create consistency in thinking, behaviors, and ways of behaving together for efficiency of effort. So in fact, why organizations came together is efficient, efficient use of scarce resources to create a value. The real challenge here is when we hold too tightly to consistency. The thing is, change is always good and bad because change, even when it's refreshing, even if that change is about creating newness, it always involves loss. Things need to end in order for new value or different value to be created. So that sense of even trying to have a sustainable, enduring organization even though I've said earlier that all organizations are impermanent and transient, ultimately, they're always about trying to change to maintain relevancy. 
and that means loss. Now, if everything is in perpetual change, the wise person perhaps will follow the flow of that change. They'll recognize that change is occurring and seek to flow or be in alignment with that flow of change. Everything vanishes ultimately and the practice of life goes on. So the practice of life is what is enduring, not the outcome of life, the things we collect, the things we try to grasp onto, the lessons we've learnt. Every single lesson we've learnt may be useful for today and tomorrow and becomes less useful as time endures because ultimately loss is inevitable as part of change. One of the reasons my sense is, and I know it's true for me and it might be true for you as well, is one of the reasons I may resist change is because I don't want to lose something. The mindset becomes problematic. We focus on what we're losing through change rather than what we are gaining. I've presented it like it's an either or choice. It's not. It's a both and choice. Yes, we are losing something and we are gaining something. And that's life. That's this inevitable understanding of the impermanence of things. Again, the law number two of thermodynamics. All things trend towards disorder. Everything's, everything is impermanent. So what's really key here is, I think, is about is our, our mindsets. A mindset from scarcity mindset towards an abundance mindset. Now, you've probably heard this scarcity mindset, abundance mindset before. So I won't dive into it in any significant detail other than to say that when we have a scarcity mindset, our fundamental premise is we're low on resources. We lack something, whether it be time or money or connections or attention or energy. And that results in us behaving a certain way. Short-term coping, for example, protecting something, continuity, perhaps the practice of continuous improvement. We think we can't get it better than it is, so therefore we try and maintain what we already have. Cutting corners, comparing ourselves to others and what we perceive to be more from others. Competition, for example, in many in our capitalist society is all about comparing ourselves to others who may have inverticals have more scarce resources and how do we compete with those scarce resources and ultimately a scarcity mindset delays us from preparing for and readying ourselves for the futures for the uncertainty continuous improvement trying to maintain what we have rather than difference by comparison an abundance mindset is about understanding that we always have access to bountiful resources now i need to put this abundance in a context here i'm going to draw for a moment on maslow's hierarchy of needs which i know i've talked about before in in previous podcasts once we have our physiological needs met that is food water and our safety and security needs met that is a roof over our heads and access to the the essential resources for survival money for example then we start to be able to explore a sense of belonging with others a sense of relational connection like i, I fit in here tribe i fit into some tribe into a sense of self-esteem and self-worth and ultimately towards self-actualization and as i've talked about in a previous podcast beyond that as well but so when i talk about abundance here i'm talking about this consideration that once we have the fundamental sense of physiological needs met and safety needs met and a sense of belonging somewhere then 
we have the opportunity to really be adopting an abundance mindset because we have increasing likelihood to have access to bountiful resources, bountiful time, bountiful money, bountiful connections to those people and um, institutions that may have that time and money we need. We have an ability to set intention beyond just surviving, focus our attention and to work with our own and others' energy. And those mindsets that, that underpin the abundance mindset or those considerations lead to behaviors that foster greater levels of inclusion, broader perspective on life itself, balancing both short and t- long-term considerations in all of our decisions, not rushing prematurely to a conclusion on things, finding flow within life's flux from competition to purposeful collaboration with others. And what's really important here is we start we can start to consider life's energy as being abundant. Now, coming back again, I've mentioned it several times, the second law of thermodynamics is entropy. In a closed system, disorder is inevitable. Impermanence is inevitable. But the first law of thermodynamics is that energy cannot be created and it cannot be destroyed. It is infinitely abundant. Energy can be moved and it can be transformed. Life is energy. Relationships are energy exchanges and business is energy exchanges and transformations at scale. So the Japanese continuous improvement methodology Kaizen, I've mentioned it a few times, continuous improvement towards maintaining optimal for a current or a a closed system will ultimately lead to entropy. So in Kaizen, they talk about the Kaikaku, K-A-I-K-A-K-U, which is a counterpoint to incremental continuous improvement. The Kaikaku, the making of radical change, of radical transformation for significant improvement and the longevity of a system. It's not an either or, it's a both and. It's recognizing when radical transformation is required because continuous improvement is no longer going to help support us towards optimization. So when we've optimized something and it's starting to decline and we've tried to get it back to the top of that hill there, the, the optimization, it just won't get there. It continues to decline. There's a choice. The choice to pursue radical change and transformation. Transformation is energy renewal. It's crossing boundaries. It's moving beyond the closed system towards the abundance of the open system. The consideration that there is infinite energy available and energy is the movement through exchange of life itself so i was talking with a friend just last week who's going for a new role and we were talking about considerations for how we pursue transformation through a role and they asked me so how do i think about harnessing abundance and transformation and I gave four ideas that potentially might sound counterintuitive for how I pursue personal transformation and business transformation. And they come on these two mindsets or those two considerations. First of all, the abundance mindset, obviously, which is all about recognizing that we have infinite access to resources at any time. And I may not know where they are or how to access them right now in this very moment, but the unfolding of time will help me to understand those things. And second is impermanence. That is whatever we do, whatever we put in place today around that transformation will have a shelf life that that it won't, it may be fit for purpose now and not fit for purpose in the future. And therefore we shouldn't have an expectation that something is going to be always around. 
long term is the only game in town so under these these two considerations of abundance mindset and impermanence the first consideration i take when i'm thinking about how to harness abundance for transformation and harness impermanence for transformation is don't overcomplicate. when we're planning for transformation we plan for transformation knowing that we only know transformed in hindsight right but we might plan for transformation but not necessarily for incremental improvement the thing is that when we're truly seeking to transform energy to really change something it cannot be controlled energy can't be controlled but it can be influenced think about changing the temperature of water the molecules the energy between those molecules as they're bouncing around in the your kettle they're getting hotter and hotter is a transformation in energy it's creating energy but just as the kettle gets a boiling point and you turn the heat off it's moving energy again the energy is being transferred into another form this idea here of don't overcomplicate things is incredibly important because impermanence rules here whatever you put in place will only last for so long before it becomes redundant now in agile ways of working that is that is adopted by many organizations one of the principles is working software over a well-documented plan now the notion behind this is the idea that whatever the documentation is will become impermanent it's better have something working for now than try and plan something or document something to its infinitum and never get something out so this idea here it's better have something done than planned for because ultimately it's going to become impermanent and transient anyway so don't overcomplicate things plan on a page will do we can plan for transformation by creating really clear sense of the futures we create together but we cannot infinitely plan each step along that journey the second principle is all about abundance start small and start close in don't try and do too much focus on one topic or one issue at a time follow the positive energy like there are so many things when we're doing transformation there are so many things that all need to be changed all at once that oftentimes what we can do is try and do too much and become overwhelmed by the sheer magnitude of the change and positive energy falters. The idea here is we follow the positive energy doing the next thing that makes perfect sense to do, following the um, and knowing that abundance is our guide here. The more we release positive energy, the more positive energy we create. Think about the boiling water the more energy the more energy the more flow the more outward expression that's what we're trying to do in organizational transformations create positive energy that builds momentum that builds a sense of we can do this the sense of abundance the sense of growth i really love a poem by david white here called start close in i'm going to read the first stanza or so start close in don't take the second step or the third Start with the thing close in, the step you don't want to take. Start with the ground you know, the pale ground beneath your feet, your own way of starting the conversation. I really love this poem. Start close in, the step you don't want to take. Transformation starts with a recognition that continuity isn't going to cut it anymore. Recognizing that you would need to disrupt things in order to truly create transformation. Now, the third principle here, the third idea that I hold lightly as I'm working through transformation, the first one being don't overcomplicate, the second start small, start close in, don't try and do too much, follow the positive energy, is 
don't fixate on a long-term don't fixate on a long-term goal now that may sound counterintuitive to what i just said about have a plan for the future have a vision for the future that's true but don't set as a goal that has to be obtained the thing is abundance always longs for more than what can be imagined not exactly what is imagined or less but it always yearns for more than what can be imagined that's the very nature of abundance the thing is you can always change your mind as long as the energy of transformation is in flow so don't get fixated on a singular outcome any change needs to be this way because what you'll do is you ultimately moving to a scarcity mindset it has to be that way and therefore it can't be this way I need to try and control it. And as we know, I've talked about earlier that any system that becomes closed, that is becomes too blinkered, will ultimately end in entropy, more disorder, more chaos. Don't fixate on a long-term goal. Have a longer-term envisioned future with multiple success variables for what that might look like in the futures and multiple pathways for how you might get there. Again, this may sound counterintuitive. My fourth one is don't get ahead of yourself. (laughs) This is all about abundance too. Connect with what you have. Don't over plan each step. Be present. Allow abundance to show up. If you get too ahead of yourself, if you start to fixate on the start to overcomplicate something, if you start to get too big picture, then how does abundance know that you're ready to tap into abundance? Abundance is present in each and every moment. There are multiple signposts to the infinite resources we need to enable, support, and connect with the flow of transformation. We just need to notice them. And if we're getting too ahead of ourselves, we're not going to notice those signposts. Everything changes even as you change. Everything around you is changing to enable your change. Transforming yourself, transforming your team, transforming your leadership, transforming your relationship, transforming your business is never piecemeal. Now, this is the distinct difference between Kaizen and Keikaku. Kaizen is predictable improvement, incremental changes for ultimate benefit. But transformation is never piecemeal. It's everything changes all at once. So therefore, we need to be open and all in for that transformation. I started this podcast talking about this question, asking this question, what if holding on is holding us back? What if holding on too tight to what we know, to the continuity of what is, is actually what's holding us back from liberating the infinite potential of ourselves and the people around us? And impermanence is letting go of holding on too tight. It's embracing the abundance and potentiality of each and every moment, welcoming in the infinity of the energy of the universe to support you and support others. Don't be a closed system. Be an open system. Recognizing the abundance and the infinite potential of each and every moment that is deeply reliant upon the transient and impermanent nature of things. Until next time. Hi, and thank you so much for checking out another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe using the button below and make sure you also click the bell icon to get notified every time we release a new episode. If you're looking for the show notes for this episode, we have them in the link underneath, as well as our social media handles and some links to free training and other offers that we drop from time to time to help you go from overwhelmed to thriving in pursuing your best life. So go ahead and check out this episode's show notes if you're interested. And thank you so much for tuning into the Positive Change Podcast.